the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. As I have said, I have a... uh, it's not a Rochelle Walensky foreboding sense of doom, but it is a concern about how this uh, Canadian trucker convoy is going to work out. Because I just think the government in Canada is unhinged on this. I mean, it's really, really cold in Ottawa. And now the police in Ottawa are confiscating gas and making it a crime to A, honk your horn and B, deliver gas to the Canadian trucking convoy. So these people are living in their trucks. It is sub-freezing temperatures. So they are literally going to try to freeze them out of the Canadian capital. My guess is the will of the truckers is stronger than the will of the government and the will of the police. I don't think the police can arrest everybody. What I hope is that some lack of judgment doesn't lead to the exchange of gunfire or the escalation of violence because these truckers have not been violent. Now, they're making the people of Ottawa and the those allegiant to Justin Trudeau and the authorities in Canada, they're making them crazy. And, you know, Facebook, Twitter, all the other social media platforms are doing everything they can to tamp down the celebration of this event and also to keep this kind of thing from coming to the United States. I am curious why we have not seen this happen yet in the United States. If it happens, it may be somewhat inconvenient, maybe super inconvenient, Because I-70, I-75, I-71, major thoroughfares, we might be headed, you might be headed, I might be headed somewhere, and we might get stuck behind a trucker convoy. I'm an impatient person on the highway. I'm an impatient person everywhere, my wife would tell you. But I really think if I got held up by a trucker convoy, I would be able to see the bigger picture. Never forget this situation, which has escalated into something much bigger than Justin Trudeau and the authorities in Canada ever thought it would. And they came all the way from the western provinces of Canada all the way to Ottawa. I think they thought... (coughs) Excuse me. I I think they thought this thing would burn itself out. It has not burned itself out. It has gained more momentum. People are giving money. Millions of dollars to this. All they wanted to do was meet... With Justin Trudeau. All they wanted to do was present their case that vaccine mandates for them, guys, women, sitting alone or in tandem, family members, in the cab of a truck, that a vaccine mandate was 
unnecessary for them. He wouldn't listen. He wouldn't even listen. And so now, he sowed the world. He sowed the wind, and he's reaping the whirlwind. That's a great, great, great biblical word picture. You sow the wind, you reap the whirlwind. He has fanned this into much more than it ever had to be with his dismissive, condescending, arrogant attitude. And every time something happens like this ridiculous decision by GoFundMe to shut down people giving in a crowdfunding source to the Freedom Convoy, and then initially saying, yeah, we're not only going to not refund your money that you gave to the Freedom Convoy, we're going to give it to a cause we believe in. Not the cause you believed in that you gave us the money for. We're going to give it to our own cause. Oh, brother. You want to make your competitors go grow, which, by the way, Give, Send, Go is a Christian crowdfunding site. They're not going to do that nonsense to you. This is a great way for GoFundMe to go away. So, big tech, government authorities, all this, they look bad in this. And every time they try to flex their muscle, try to dismiss it, all they do is make it bigger. All they do is make it bigger. Justin Trudeau is just completely out to lunch on this. They pick, they choose, and I wouldn't doubt they plant people into the freedom-loving truckers. Guy will be carrying a Nazi flag. Guy will be carrying a Confederate flag. And then, of course, Trudeau will hold this up and say, ah, see, see, this is what they all stand for. Because as much as they talk about all their little agenda items on the left and how it's a presentation of your authentic self. How concerned are they? How much attention do they pay? How much grace do they give for the display of conservatives or their political opponents as their authentic selves? Do they take time to get to know each and every one of us? Don't think so. Who's into labeling more than the left? Everybody who showed up in Washington, D.C. on January the 6th is an insurrectionist. Everybody. Everybody who voted for Donald Trump, maybe because you think deregulation is the way to grow the economy, maybe because you're pro-life, maybe because you believe peace through strength, proven throughout the Reagan era, actually is the best way. To operate in the world now, whatever reason you voted for Donald Trump, no, didn't have anything to do with the merits of his policies, didn't have anything to do with your personal objection to democratic policies, which might conflict with your faith, might conflict with your viewpoint of how the world is best stewarded by a country like America, which must be the preeminent world power elsewhere, anarchy will reign. It doesn't have anything to do with that. If you supported Trump, you heard Don Lemon say this, if you supported Trump, you are a racist. Nobody labels more. And nobody labels more unfairly than the left. I mean, after all, if you're pro-life, you're not pro-life because you're pro-science. And you know that, hey, by the way, if you leave that life alone in the womb, it will, nine months later, be a living, breathing human being. No, it's not because you're pro-science. It's not because you have a genuine concern for the psychological well-being of the mother should she abort that child. And every year on the birthday, at a, at a special event at Christmas, at Thanksgiving, 
wonder about where would I be in my life if I had that child? That's not the reason why you are pro-life. The reason why you are pro-life is because you are anti-women or you are anti-health care or you are anti-individual autonomy. See, you must be labeled because once you're labeled, well, then it's very easy to dismiss you. And I don't have to listen to the merits of your argument that differ from my own because, like we heard with the Ned Price exchange on Capitol Hill, I'm telling you what reality is. Why won't you believe me? Why must you question what I'm telling you reality is? And conservatives at their core are inquisitive people. We want to be shown why. We want to understand why. Leftists don't want to explain anything, and I don't blame them because they really can't explain anything because, as I've said many times before, and as you know, their positions don't make sense. It doesn't make sense that spending $2 trillion won't add a penny to the deficit. That doesn't make any sense. Joe Biden can keep saying it. Nancy Pelosi can keep saying it. It doesn't make any sense. If you really want to bring inflation down, you'll let me pass Build Back Better. That doesn't make any sense. And you know that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense that engaging in policies that handed the Taliban Bagram Air Force Base and freed all the prisoners at Bagram Air Force Base and resulted in the death of American service personnel at the Abbey Gate at Kabul, it doesn't make any sense that that's an extraordinary success. So that's why leftists don't want to explain their positions, because they can't explain their positions. And that's why everyone on the right, all we want is a conversation, an airing of views. That's why we're not afraid of Joe Rogan. Have your podcast, Joe Rogan. Invite on whoever you want. Say whatever you want, and either... I'll listen to it, and I'll refute it, or I'll just make the decision that I don't have to listen to it. But if I turn it off, I'm fine with that. It doesn't mean that I have to turn it off so nobody else can hear it. There's always this common thread between the positions of the conservative and the positions of a leftist, in that they cannot, don't want to, and will not, because they cannot, articulate their position. And the fear that they have over COVID is the same kind of fear that they have over having a fair airing of their views. They know that those views, much like they think, COVID will be something they can't survive because their ideas and their viewpoints are vastly inferior to those that they despise. And that's why they despise them. So Facebook stock tanked last week during the turbulence in the market. And I don't understand the merits of Facebook renaming itself Meta. I'm sure there's a lot of smart guys sat around a table and decided. But it's only a matter of time before in this alternate universe that Mark Zuckerberg wants to create for people, uh, evil would intrude. Uh, I saw last night on one of the network news shows a woman who says she was virtually sexually harassed and virtually 
sexually molested in Meta. He was wearing a virtual reality headset, and once she entered this make-believe room, she was verbally assaulted by men who came up, these alter egos. She said, my alter ego, my avatar, that's what she said, her avatar, so not a real person, not her, she's in this virtual room, it's not real, but it, it feels real. And these avatars came up and they started saying nasty things to her. The kind of things that if they actually happened to you would be harassment. And then their avatars started touching her avatar. And she was highly uncomfortable. And I sat there watching this and I thought to myself, take the headset off. Turn the headset off. See, she didn't think of that because I guess she thought she was trapped in this alternate reality. And I, and I sort of understand that because everywhere I look in our society, I see people who are trapped in an alternate reality that they've either chosen to engage with or chosen to embrace. Now, I spend a fair amount of time in my Bible study reading the book of Proverbs. And if I would summarize the theme of Proverbs, the theme of Proverbs is about the importance of, the necessity of, and the pursuit of, and the acquisition of wisdom. Wisdom. And I was thinking about that today because Proverbs 8 is one of my favorite chapters of Proverbs. It's February the 8th, so I read Proverbs 8 this morning. And Proverbs 8 is one of my favorite chapters in Proverbs because it talks about wisdom calling out from the highest point of the city. Now, if you inject yourself back into that era when King Solomon wrote the book of Proverbs, cities were surrounded by walls. And the entrance to a city would oftentimes be at the highest point. Why? Because it'd be easy to see you coming. If the observation tower is at the highest point of the city, it gives you a perspective where you can see danger coming from far away. So I find it interesting that wisdom, Solomon says in Proverbs 8, calls out from the highest point of the city. Now, if you want to be heard, what do people do when they want to be heard? They stand on a box, or they stand on a table, or they stand on a ladder. What are they doing? They're trying to raise themselves up. So why? So they can be seen, and so their voice will project farther out. So I find this interesting, that in our culture right now, we have people who want to create a virtual reality or they embrace a virtual reality. And that virtual reality can be, I was born a man, but I'm really a woman. It can be, that's not a baby in the womb. No, it's not. It's just a, it's just a bunch of cells. I can abort it. I can write a thank you note. It's sex week at Ohio State to an abortion provider. It's not going to, it's not going to 
bother me psychologically for the rest of my life that I murdered my own child. I'm not going to have a nagging curiosity about what that child would have become. No, no, it's fine. It's freeing. In fact, I'm going to shout it. I'm going to celebrate it. That's the alternate reality in which they want to exist. But the truth of the matter is they don't establish reality. They can try. They can hoodwink themselves. They can lie to themselves for a while. But reality is set by the sovereign God of the universe. Truth is set by the sovereign God of the universe. Whether you agree or not, truth and reality are what God says they are, not what man says they are. And the idea that man can establish his own truth, his own wisdom, will always leave that person at odds with the truth of God, the wisdom of God. And Solomon also wrote the book of Ecclesiastes, and in Ecclesiastes 3.11 he says, God has established eternity in the hearts of men. We have this nagging need, don't we? For eternal things. What's next? How's this going to work out? Who can fix this? What's up around the corner in my life? We have this nagging need for what is next. And I would submit that the people who cannot find peace in what is next are the people who do not trust the establishment of wisdom and truth to a higher power than themselves. They're always looking for fulfillment or chasing some kind of something to fill that need in their life to answer those questions about what's next. What do I do? Who can help me? Where is this going? See, the left views the submission of your own authority in life to a higher power, to the God of the universe, as weakness. It is not weakness. It is strength. It is peace. It gives you a firm foundation on which to stand. It gives you a pillar which to hold on to, where you can find a refuge in times of trouble. So I'm very sad for people who don't have that in their life. That is my prism through which I view all the events of the day, all of them. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.